as at no point during that long rambling train did you come up with anything that sounded like a coherent thought, and we are all dumber <laughs> from having listened to you. Um, <laughs> you are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello, and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit Podcast, where debate is the foundation of higher thought. I think conversation for conversation, conversation, not debate. We don't do because debate is acrimonious. We're, conversation is collaborative. All right, where conversation is the foundation for higher thought. You'd think I'd know this by now. Uh, I am the Matthew Crawley of this podcast, Bo Schwartz, and joining me today, uh, as he does every week, the Violet Crawley, Dowager Countess, Countess of Grantham. Michael Hodgins. Mike, welcome to the show. <laughs> Sweet, I get the best character. And also joining us, from, uh, sometimes known as the Baroness Merton, is Cousin Isabel Gray, uh, sometimes also called Crofton Steers. Hello, Cousin Isabel. Hello! Hey, I'd like to point out to our listeners that Bo hasn't watched past season two, so don't tell him about yeah, Matthew. Yeah, come on, Bo, I would have given him a Carson. Don't tell me about Matthew. He gets married. That's what's going to happen with Matthew. Of course. I get married what, and live a happy life married? with the excellent Mary. Finally, we, yeah, we stop having the will he, won't he things of, of the wedding. So it's great. It's like she's everyone swoons on her so much, but she's kind of like, you know, annoying. But... Yeah, but you should like her because you like uh, the, the butler, Carson. Well, Carson likes her, but he's just like biased because she's like a firstborn. Oh, okay. And he's old school. So you always just like for, firstborn. The just best. for the record, for <laughs> listeners who may feel left out at this point, we are talking about the television show Downton Abbey, which is which is what Bo was alluding to. I'm just trying to help them out here. The best TV show. Exactly. Uh, I've I've only a TV begun show. consuming the Downton Abbey, and I have to say, I really like it. I, it's it's really weird to be into a show that isn't about superhero guys in pajamas shooting lasers and spider webs or in space. <laughs> See, I'll correct uh... you, Bo. It's actually not. It's not weird. <laughs> it, it feels unusual, or like it's not anime. So there's no Ugh. there's no like creepy old anime Downton Abbey. We got to get on Did that. Did you guys cause... read that article I sent you about 4chan? By the way, no, I read I, a little. Bit. I got a sizable amount of it's play long. through it. It's it's long. It's also like the, there were little things that were grinding my gears about it. I knew it. there would be because you were a staunch defender of all things video no, no, games. No, no, no. But because it was, all I was no. going to say was that the writer. I I'm not a staunch it. defender of all things video games. If anything, I'm the one that shits on gaming culture the most of the three of us. So uh, the, the 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 thing is, I was uh, cousin Isabel. Article, I think you've got it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, when when I was reading the article though it was just it was it, I I wanted it to be like the facts I was enjoying until it became clear that the person was like very editorializing a lot of it and then I was like oh well now I don't know what what's accurate or not but there, it filled in some blanks that I didn't I didn't actually know so I was uh, I thought that was interesting it's it's worth finishing just because of his linkages to Trump and this like the rise of the kind of like 
Right. Anyways, uh, this is kind of nonsense for for any listener. I'm not at, I'm not at that link yet, but we should throw it in like the show notes or something like that, or in in a way that people can 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 access it. But the article that Mike's sharing uh, was was just how like you know we tend to, we talked a lot about Donald Trump on the show. We tend to think of Donald Trump and and that sort of movement is like uh, for lack of better terms, I guess an old man movement or like the yeah you know, he's the old yeah he's the oldest ever. Uh, pres- uh, president elected of the the United States, and he watches a lot of cable news and does a lot of things that we associate old men with doing. Um, and and he, it's just sort of the article kind of infers that you know a lot of young people um, have either enabled or indirectly or or directly um, helped uh, the movement that led to him getting elected. So it was cool because I but, had never really thought about it. And I would say like, like the main, the, the kind of takeaway I took from it was that we say in the kind of culture that exists on 4chan and some of these other like online communities, the kind where young white men who kind of like are in it for the lol, the lols, lols, mm-hmm. uh, you know, about just poking and prodding and being a troll for a troll's sake is like, is like, that's kind of the point. They're like, they voted for Trump because they don't think he's smart. They think he's an idiot and a loser too, and that's why because they're reveling in it. They're just like fuck everything, you know, fuck this. It's like it's like a giant troll to it's anarch- Trump. Anarchy. And it was very intriguing. I thought a really interesting take on 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 some of the young younger base and a, a different view, anyways. In a way, they you should read them. it, Bo. That's why I sent it to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it does talk a little bit about some of the history of memes and stuff like that. And I know one of the things a, a different view. Different view. Ah. In a way, they should read it. One of the one of the things that came up for me was was that um, it, I did an episode uh, yesterday of Lords of the Storm, and they did the whole Bo Nose meme. Like, hey, Bo Nose, right? You ever get that? Anyone ever say to you, Bo Nose? And well, I said, yeah. Dirty. People have been doing that meme since before memes were a thing. Like, literally before the internet, everyone would be like, well, Bo well, Knows. Th- and I'm like, that seems like every time someone hears my name, they meme me with, like, a, 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 a audio Yeah, meme. I think he was referring to the kind of internet sort of visual memes, whereas, you know, because you could also refer to where's the beef as as a thing I know, which was before I was born, was a that was just an advertising, you know, so there, those types of memes did exist in culture. It was more that they weren't identified. This all was it uh, Richard Dawkins who identified the meme as a thing, and then it like he's like I, they're, they're like pieces of information that are self replicating like a gene, okay. uh, except it's cultural. That's a meme, hmm. and I'm like it's a pretty interesting observation. Maybe, but I don't think Richard Dawkins invented memes. I no, he invented the idea of the meme as a piece of culture, which is replicated. I believe. Anywho, yeah, right. not a random note. Yeah, let's get to a random topic. Um, all right, for any uh, live stream viewers, sorry for the disruption, but uh, the full episode will be available on the audio podcast. But uh, it is not, I'm having problems again streaming. I don't know what it is. So uh, just a quick little note to say hang in there. If not, go check out the audio podcast. Um, all right, let's get it going. Mike, you ready to go? Indeed. All right, uh, here it comes. Uh, the um topic today is <laughs> public shaming. Hmm. I chuckled because we had a 
like her own meme on this show, which was about public shaming Bo for uh, not quitting smoking. Incidentally, Smoke, how are you doing on that, Bo? Smoke yeah. watch. Yeah, Bo, we put that away. Smoke yeah. watch, how, what is it? Are, are you, are, school, I, it's funny. I didn't load up that track into the soundtrack thing that I have, so I don't know if I can play it. But uh, oh. uh, you know what? We can make it happen. Hang on. But that, Yeah, that was our public <clears throat> You're shaming. asking. I don't have – okay, I've got one for 2015. I don't have one for 2017. That's the last time we did it, incidentally. Uh, two wow, it's years. 2017. Ah, so, so things you've must you've be been failing at, smoke, at quitting smoking for two years right, now. Here it comes. All right, so to start right off on our personal public shaming, Bo, you've quit smoking, right? Uh, no. Um, oh. Unfortunately, that that plan went on hiatus um, back in 2015. We kind of stopped doing it, and I had actually um, I had actually taken up vaping for a solid couple of years, I, I would say. And Wait, what, what did you say you took up? Vaping. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> not to be confused like with anything loser else. Loser smoking. <laughs> it, it's not loser smoking. It's actually probably better. I mean, I still don't see any quality results to suggest that it's categorically worth doing over smoking, although I believe it. Um, but yes, so the last time we did this, I was actually not smoking. And the reason why we stopped doing it was because I stopped, you know, we stopped altogether. Unfortunately, I hit a low point financially. And the funny thing about vaping is that it's it's cheaper in the long run, but it costs more per re-up. And just with my finances being low, it was easy to go back and get the quick hit on the cigarettes. And I'm back there, at least until I figure out how to get back to vaping. <clears throat> so Money again, being a little better topic, right now. How did the public shaming help or hinder you? Um, well, actually, it's funny because I, th I think it did help me because it felt like my actions had consequences in some weird way, right? Like, you know, we're putting it out there. Uh, I think when you, I think when, when you say, here's a goal and we realize it's hard to get there and requires discipline and, and some sort of perseverance to make it there, then, then basically if nobody's observing the thing that you're doing it's just very personal it's very easy to make excuses for it and when you're talking about things that are addictive in nature um very hard to keep yourself on task even if you don't have someone there like i live alone so it's not like i have someone here to disappoint necessarily so i don't know at the same time it does make me feel bad and it made me feel bad even talking about it on this episode because i kind of got used to not talking about it on the show and um so i feel kind of poopy but that but see, is kind so, of the point yeah. of public shaming. Well, see, right? they, okay, we we did it for the lulls a little bit in terms of the in terms of the shaming aspect, but really, like what you're talking about to a certain extent is sort of like um, public public. There's public accountability. So, like when you go to an Alcoholics Anonymous group so i assume based on everything movies have taught me you say you know you you sort of you fully disclose like oh i've gone this long you know i was an alcohol i am an alcoholic or i've gone this long without taking a drink and every once in a while you will you will say oh I, you know i i 
had I drank last night and all this, but then you you come back and the idea is that the group will be supportive of you. They're trying to support you and get you sort of over the hump, right? That's what they're doing. They're like enabling you. It's a collaborative sort of effort, yeah. but there is an am- amount of accountability where you're coming to this group and you have you know you have to be accountable. And yes, you may feel shame for like you know letting letting them down or or the way that they look at you, but the idea is that they're they're supposed to be trying to to, to to work with you, and, and I guess it's public to a certain extent, but it's in a kind of private control group. Whereas public shaming, it seems like really it's like you know you did bad and you should feel bad. And uh, to a certain extent, that's what we did with Bo, where it was like, oh, Bo, Bo, you smoked. Oh, why would you do that? Oh God, you're such a stupid man. Oh, Bo, God, you're so Dumbo. God, why? And we would do that week in and week out. And uh, to a certain extent, the, the being accountable to the listeners and that sort of thing is is likely beneficial to you. But I'm not sure if the us making you feel bad about continuously smoking was a was a net benefit or not. Maybe it added an extra oomph, the shaming aspect. But I'm not I'm not convinced. Well, I mean, it's it's. Go, Go I just want to directly respond to that because it's asking me, you know, how I feel being someone who has effectively been publicly shamed, and and mostly I felt bad about it. But because it was my like, I think if I would have said to you guys, I'm not comfortable with this, I don't want to do it, you might have teased me a bit, you know. But at the end of the day, I would trust you to have respected that, and I think. I think I I brought this on myself, right? So so in a certain extent, if there's a point where I don't like it, I could actually say let's not do this. And and th- I think that's an important distinction when we talk about this scenario versus very real public shaming that can occur. I don't know without your consent. Like yeah, and and <clears throat> last what I was going to say because I mean, this is kind of a soft public shaming in that you were kind of in on the joke, and in the same way with it when they you know you hear things at you know, New Year's where people are going to make some kind of resolution. They say, make it public because it'll it'll give you that extra – when you put it out there to people for any kind of goal you have, people say, put it out there, make it public, you'll be more apt to try to follow through because it has that element of public accountability. People are like, hey, how are you doing on that goal you're trying to attain? You're like, oh, yeah, I'm still working on it. You know, that's in some ways a nice kind of thing. But I think when we think of public shaming, there's the whole – like the, the, the most obvious example – that I can think of, um, is a, which is a thing going on, which is essentially vigilanteism, is when you have these like these groups that are like uh, trolling for like pedophiles and stuff, and then there's a couple of these groups in Canada for sure, and so they go on these chat rooms and they pretend to be like you know a 13 year old girl or whatever and lure out some creep, and then they film them. And uh, they've got all this information from them, and they confront them, and then they put it on you know, YouTube or uh, out their names, and uh, and uh, so I, you know, publicly shaming this person for something which is, you know, arguably well, it, not arguably, a pretty atrocious thing they're trying to do. <clears throat> but then you'll often hear like cops get involved in this, and they're just like, uh, you shouldn't be doing this, and saying it's kind of vigilante justice and. But I don't know. Yeah, like, but they I let mean, that guy you know, do the to catch a predator on TV. Yeah, exactly. That like, stuff and too. The, like, that's there's a, cops yeah, there. Yeah. You know, the vice squad or whatever is in on that one. So, yeah, eh, there are cases where public shaming are supported by our public institutions. And and what yeah. about those? What about those issues? Like, 
okay, you talk about pedophilia, for example, pretty clear cut. You'll get a very large consensus that this is a crime and and that we don't feel too sorry for the people that are publicly shamed. But what about things that are perceived as criminal but really hotly debated? Like, I don't know, tra- being transgender in the world, for example. Like, I think there are some very backwards-thinking people that would say sodomy is against the law and going into being a man and going into a woman's bathroom is against the law and would like these the folk there are folks who are form part of these conversations that get put in the public spotlight and we're not talking about singling out a sick single person in this case but we're talking about singling out a specific segment of our population for public shaming and and um like that's i think equal of equal weight, at least in our conversation. So I'm kind of sort of tacking it in there a little unceremoniously into our conversation. But um, I I would say yeah. too, like you know, we're, we're living again, like in the in the era of Donald Trump. What is what is Trump but the biggest public shamer that ever lived? Like fake news. That's from, fake news, sir. From from <laughs> shaming like a disabled a disabled reporter at press conferences to like when when a when a chain or when a company doesn't go his way or stop selling his daughter's uh, gear or a, or a airplane company is is you know selling for a price he finds too high he's using his Twitter account to like publicly shame them like that's he's putting that pressure. Meanwhile, you could argue if you were on the other side of the coin. Um, that uh, that there's a lot of like websites and movement and all that that, for lack of real power, have, have taken to trying to like publicly shame Trump. I know there's a big there's a big um, m- movement to try to to get a hold of some of the backstage footage of the Celebrity Apprentice tapes. Supposedly there could be all sorts of stuff on those, and and people are you know trying to you know trying to get in them and, and air them. And to a certain extent, for the president of the United States. It's 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 a little bit different. Like what what is your you know right to privacy and all this and what what do the the public have right to know? But he definitely has set the standards of shaming. Like he's big on sh- on shaming his enemies in a public domain. And like I mean that's just going to become contagious. People are going to do that left and right. I guess another way of the, it just occurred to me that I'm like some of this public shaming. I mean if these Russia dossier stuff you know about about trump turned out to be true what what one of the big thing that things is in there is that they say that the russians have this like you know uh embarrassing information on trump that they wouldn't want to get public and it's like you know salacious stuff they 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 only seem to hint at what it was i didn't read the dossier or whatever even though i think buzzfeed made it public but the point is like isn't blackmail basically like public shaming you say like you know you you threaten someone, pay me money, or I out you for this thing you did, right? And, which is it's 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 kind of the same. Like like all these like catch a predator people. In theory, if they were just like, hey, give me money, or we get or we we tell everyone about this stuff, that's blackmail, right? Isn't I, I would I would say that the intent of blackmail is to make some sort of profit or to get something, uh, you know, out of it. Where the extent uh, the intent of but public the, shaming, but the threat the, the, the threat is to be publicly yeah the threat is to publicly shame, but 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 public shaming what it's intended what what it, what when done outside of like, oh, you you 
didn't follow through with my blackmail demands. I'm just going to do the thing. Really, the demands were the blackmail. So I would say that that's more blackmail. Public shaming as a thing is generally you are trying to do something through the shaming, right? So like Trump is trying to get Nordstrom's to sell his daughter's handbags or, you know, like he's trying to or, or, uh, you know, we're trying to get Bo to, you know, stop smoking. That The the idea is that we were trying. We're trying to do something through the shaming. You're you did bad, and you should you're feel trying to bad. Trying to change you know? another's like, behavior because you can't control another's behavior. So you're trying to change another's behavior through the shaming. I get like you're directly well, using that as powerful, a tool. You know? Yeah. Well, oh for yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. No. Um. I mean, one would one would say some major religions are based on it. Yeah, shame and guilt and all this stuff. And then it's like. I mean, you know, when you hear some of these examples we're we're talking about of like, you know, the pedophiles or like, or like think of the Ashley Madison hack. Essentially, that's all public shaming, right? Where Anonymous just like outed all these people who are like actively cheating on their partners. Uh, That's just, you know, a big public shaming for those people to be done in and of itself and to maybe damage that organization. But really it's just to shame these people because they're doing this thing. Well, the and it's, business was so wait, shamed wait. too because most of their accounts were bots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So it outed that as well. But but the yeah. point, that, I guess the point being is that with those examples, it's like it's hard to have sympathy, you know? Like if you're a pedophile out, you know, like I don't have any sympathy for you've been publicly shamed. You know, is it going to change your, you know, when, when you see those types of things, I sort of, hope that they get arrested by the police it's a vigilante vigilanteism and we did a an episode on that i can't remember what i said uh but uh but but again so it's sort of like yeah you're shaming these people but at the same time it's kind of like and i get the privacy angle as well but it's like if you're doing something terrible i guess you know i'm trying to think like okay our our goal here in this conversation is eventually to land on a verdict and i'm like i don't know is this an effective thing to do uh to shame people like and again when it's the kind of the criminal stuff or this really frown upon stuff like pedophilia like i you know i'm not going to actively engage in 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 outing people because i don't you know I'm not a vigilante but i don't have sympathy for these pedophiles who've been outed and their lives ruined by these creep catcher things because like well i don't know i mean they did the thing so i like it's a good it's a good point and I, I, I find myself divided because when I when I think about like and in me it's a bit di- it's a bit different than just sort of like the you know the pedophiles versus like people that probably don't deserve the same amount of you know of, of shaming. I think maybe Bo mentioned earlier how other countries and other cultures might like shame publicly shame women for you know not wearing veils or or whatever. Like there's a lot of uh, my, one of my big concerns with public shaming and I think this is where I started thinking about Donald Trump is if the state is doing it, because if the state is doing it and institutionalizing it in, in some way, like they already have tremendous amount of power and and to like, you know, point at a, a person or a group of people and say, you know, these people are are no good and you shouldn't trust them um, or or they deserve to be shamed. That, that's bad. Like, I don't like that at all. But on the other hand, if you are. A, an individual, a minority group, or a persecuted group, and you have very few tools in your toolbox, and you don't have you don't have much power at all, 
And then I would imagine public shaming, like if you're able to, even if it's shaming the state for things that they're doing, like, and you, you do see this with like stuff like Standing Rock or, or, uh, or other places where like people have taken to social media to kind of shame, look at what's happening and, and, and publicly shame the state because that's, that's one of the few tools that they have available. So like, then I feel like I feel more positive about it, I guess. So I'm kind of I'm kind of trapped in between yeah, and, those two. Well, things. and to touch on what you're talking about, things like videos. You know, there's been a lot of videos surfacing with the advent of the you know the, the phones and everyone's got a camera of of like you know frankly white police officers shooting you know often unarmed black men, especially in the states, but a, a lot of places and a lot of these. You know, and that's essentially public shame. That was just, you know, it's so easy to do it in this era because people have video. Uh, you know, everyone can communicate because of the internet. So you can, you know, you can publicly shame these police officers from, for well, for committing murder. So, yeah, like in those sense, well, it, in the same way, you're like, you want to be like, yeah, it's it's a tool that you have or that people have that anyone has access to. Uh, and then the hope is that you you put this out. I mean, I don't know if this all falls in the public shaming, or if it's over there. There's or there's another term that catches some of this no, stuff. No, that's that's public shaming. I think, I think institutions like police and all government institutions, maybe just all institutions, are actively controlling the perception of the populace. Like they're all engaged on some level of everything's normal here, everything's fine, things are going. Occasionally, we have bumps. We're dealing with it. Like public, like to me, that's like any organization that value that, that that does that very proactively would be heavily countered by an act of public shaming because they're operating, they're purposefully operating behind a veil with intent in order to be effective. So, I think like that's a great example: the camera, like the era of cell phone cameras, and how. These behaviors that we would normally hear about third hand, like have you watched that? Uh, have you seen that video? That guy getting choked out, who just I can't even remember what he wouldn't do. He wouldn't put down a cigarette or something like that. Oh, or, there's a whole bunch of terrible know, and, ones. And and, and, and he, they just it wasn't even like they had beaten him. They were just trying to subdue him for no reason. They did there, use there's excessive. Some, there's force, some of those but, videos with the cops where it looks like they just like guys kind of walking away and they just like shoot him and dead. And you're just like, well, he's not even, not even really running. Like what are they, yeah. you know, there's some, so, but, but, but again, if it, it provokes, I guess the thing is, what does it provoke public outrage? Right. Same with the pedophilia. Well, when these things are, um, or, or like the police shootings, and, and, and you'd be like these things before public shaming, and this is a, a thing that exists in the internet era because we can all put it out there. These things flew under the radar. Like, I mean, you know, a lot of people point out that the, it's not like uh, cops shooting unarmed black men is is like this new thing. It's more that now we know about it more. And the same thing like pedophilia, certainly not new, but before it might have taken some investigative journalist to maybe out one or two people, but now it could be anyone. Who's like, hey, I saw this thing, or someone like like with the pedophiles, where they're actively trying to be vigilantes and like we're going to videotape these people and put it out there because it's bad and we're you know, it's just like it's like another way to. But I don't know. I feel like this is an unclear thing because well, you know, it 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 is one of the. It definitely is as many of our topics are crosses a lot of lines. But I mean, I think it is pretty clear and like it's it's. an intent to shame in the public domain. And I think Mike, you talked on, you talked about smartphones as a big thing that's enabled this sort of generation of public shaming. But I think social media is 
above and beyond the biggest thing uh, that has facilitated this and not just like uh, uh, uber ones like donald trump but like on an individual basis, like I'll give you, as you guys mentioned, cops and police brutality and all this, but on a smaller level, let's say you're you're upset about your Bell bill or your Rogers bill uh, or something like your your phone bill, whatever your internet bill. It used to be you'd call them and you'd bitch against them and or like you'd call, you'd be on hold forever, and then you know maybe you get service or maybe you wouldn't. Now you can tweet directly to the companies. In over social media and all of a sudden oh you jump to the top of the list because you're shaming them publicly it's not just between you and them anymore now you're showing all their followers on social media hey I, this i have a problem with this company and they're not helping me and therefore they won't help you either you know and so all of a sudden boom that company's going to help you a lot faster uh or 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 you know will bend over backwards to make your life easier so you see that happening all uh, in terms of there's so there's the citizen journalism you guys mentioned there's like you know there's the shaming of companies and and that stuff again i don't really have that much problems with it's just then when it becomes like the shaming of individuals and we have like not necessarily talked about bullying yet but like i mean when you talk about trump who is like a stereotypical bully like it's hard to it's hard to you know not mention it but like there's a lot of people public shame just to shame like they don't have a goal their goal is to make you feel bad and and that happens i think a lot more in the high school college like younger younger folks a set than it does uh, for adults i'm not saying it doesn't happen for adults as well but but that stuff is just whole, you know wholly negative like there's nothing positive about that yeah i was i was just the bullying point, I think, is a really good one because I think it is the other the other angle on that. As you were talking, it was occurring to me as well, and and I was just like, because yeah, it, it can be, uh, you know, it's arguably the same thing, uh, just with someone who who holds a different pers- uh, a different perspective. I mean, some of the ones that seem so obviously bad, uh, like murder or, <laughs> or pedophilia, you're like, sure, but some of these other things are just like, oh you wore the wrong thing or you're in the wrong social group or, or, or this, or the person doing the shaming is a racist or something. So it's like, it ends up, you end up getting this kind of bullying, which can be like really destructive. Uh, And then I guess also the other thing is just that, you know, in this day and age and of like, you know, what's this, there's just accusations can be thrown, right? There's, it's one thing to see video, uh, but with with the kind of more bullying or trolling, even for that matter, you can just say things about people, right? And it's like, and all of a sudden, if you say someone something about someone, it feel like they they might have to be on the defensive and say, no, this isn't true. Try to prove it, um, and and that you know, and there's laws against stuff like that, whether it be slander or libel or whatever. Uh, but I feel like that's all in the same. So I'm glad you brought up the bullying thing because I think it's tied in, uh, and because it's done like you know, citizen style. Uh, it's not like the police who, in theory, are supposed to follow protocol, right? Uh, you know, if they're going to catch a murderer or a or or a pedophile or something, they're going to like make sure that rights aren't violated. That you know, blah blah blah. In in theory, uh, but if you're just some person doing it on the internet, it's like who knows? Maybe you're wrong, or maybe you misinterpreted what you saw, or who knows? And now you've destroyed someone's character uh, without all the facts. 
you know, th- th- there's definitely danger in it because it's just any Yahoo can decide, like, yeah, I'm going to publish Seamus because I didn't like what they did. Uh, and you might not know the, the whole story or who knows what, but it's definitely, like, it's trickier. I agree with that. I I, I definitely, like, it, it is funny because it is one of those uh, onion, ball of yarn type topics where it's like the more you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, there's this, which is I like, but then there's this other thing, which, no, I, I don't like. And um, it, And I think that, like, when talking about publishing, what 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 is being published is really important because if you put up a, 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 we're talking about like an unvarnished street cam video of a police officer beating somebody. Yeah, that there may be there may be context for that beating, but like you can sort of get a sense from the video as well. Like you don't need Trump's big thing is is not letting the media tell that story and it's important to tell tell stories to a certain extent but it's also i think important to get like raw raw information and that's what we're getting we're getting into the the era of um and this raw information is being shared left and right and sometimes that that can shame people um yeah no it's it's uh the more I think about this, the more I'm having problems. I was so clear at one point where my verdict was going to go on this, and now I'm just me, I'm totally derailed. I'll, I'll be curious where. I... Go ahead, Bo. Let me challenge. So I don't think this has come up, but um, in I know. Okay, I don't know which religion it might be. I'm thinking Islam, but I could be incorrect. But stoning people is a thing. Now it's kind of also physical punishment. That's... That's capital punishment. It results okay, in you die. Wait a second. You know? All right, maybe maybe stoning is too strong of a term, but br- dragging people out to shame them before they kill them, let's say, but dragging people out and brandishing them as a whore when you know maybe they're the ones that got raped or whatever, right? Like this is not a fun topic, but but that public shame that that's a form because what's important about public shaming is that there's two par- at least two parts to it. There's a person being shamed, which I think we spent a lot of time focusing on, but there is what effect it has on the public part of the shaming. It's not, you know, it's not called personal shaming, it's called public shaming. And, and yeah, it, you mean like the other party involved in it, like someone does something like, and then Does it sate something in a community to have examples of people who are outside of the accepted social legal norms does it sate them in a way like does does would the lack of public shaming cause more unrest than if there were not people to so to speak sacrifice to the gods in the form of public shaming and i realize i'm looking at it from more tribal more antiquated point of view because we don't drag people out in the street to tar and feather them so much i don't think I don't know. Like, how does that like does that make it worse? Does that make public shaming something that I, we really need to revile? The, because those examples sound really bad to me. Well, yeah, and and I, I again like and I go back to what I said earlier about the state institutionalizing public shaming or or allowing it at, at that level, and the, the, it ties in with like human rights stuff as well. Um, that definitely, I you know definitely have issues in terms of your your public. Uh, I think it's interesting, um, but I do think that that uh, in a way, there's always, always, 
always going to be some level of public shaming. Like where, where humans have societies and interact and gossip and talk and are like, did, you know, did you hear about so-and-so and all this? Like, oh, I can't believe he's such a jerk. Ma, 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 ma. That's, that's, you know, always going to happen. And as there are vehicles to, to distribute the information more widely, that's, that's, you know, that's also going to happen. So to answer your question, do I think that the public that, has an appetite or whatever yes i do and i think that it will always that will always happen um uh, but it doesn't it doesn't mean that it's a you know a positive that it it is a positive attribute of any our society mankind in general but yeah i guess i, I guess to answer your question i do think that there is an appetite for that sort of stuff hmm. public shaming but do you think it's it good do you think do you think it's healthy it's a healthy mechanism for a community like you have two well, communities, one who well, doesn't and one who does. Which one is healthier? But it's kind of interesting to think, like, I mean, it's an interesting point in the sense that it did used to be pretty common that, you know, someone was some criminal. They got put in the, you know, what are those things where your head is through a block of wood and your hands are out there? It's stuck. Uh, it's stuck. Uh, it's stock. Stocks. Yeah, anyways. Putting stocks. Yeah. And then, you know, to be sit there for people to come out and throw fruit at your head or whatever. Uh, and it's like we stopped doing that because I think it's been deemed cruel and, and that the other forms of punishment are more suitable <laughs> than that. But yeah, but but for sure there was a public appetite. I mean, you know, public ex executions were a thing like not that long ago you could go to a public execution. I mean, I'm talking like, you know, more than 100 years or whatever. But but like you could it'd be like in the town square. You're like, oh, someone's going to get a hanged. Go and watch it. You know, it's spectacle. And then. It, it's like in in Rome, right? Wasn't it like criminals who were publicly shamed or put down in the Colosseum to be torn apart by animals or whatever? You know, it's like there's appetite for this stuff. There's clearly a clear history of it, but we stopped doing it generally because we consider it, what, barbaric or cruel. I mean, hey, I, I got a question just because I, I really like – I, I would like to put my verdict in a nice, neat little box, but there's one thing that's just kind of that just keeps bothering me, and I'm hoping that but one of you can like just tell me, you know, not to you know not to worry about this part, which is the under sort of like the underprivileged or the people that are victimized and all that sort of stuff, the people that have very little in terms of a, a method of contesting, be it the state or, 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 or injustices and whatever, that use like public shaming, drawing attention to these things and like trying to shame the, the things that have happened to them. I think of like, you know, the, the battered wife that puts up a photo of her, you know, bruised face on Instagram or something like that and, and, and draws it, like draws attention or like the, is is there is there another if if this sort of public public shaming did not exist if vehicles for it did not exist like is there another way what what what, what would she do or what what would you know minorities victimized minority groups do to sort of like draw attention to their plights I mean, you know? it is like the ultimate in the in the media sensitive age. It is a more accessible gun like you 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 i mean like if if there's a problem with your society and you look for social change i mean revolution is the classic answer 
I, I would think. The only other option you have is to raise awareness about an issue without using violence, which involves communicating. And, and I think that when there's an individual has a shame, a behavior they're shameful of, they can control that message in a certain light. Even control it if a couple people knew nobody gives a crap about you, so it doesn't go out there. But if you can light that fire, stoke that fire of communication, that is, what else do you have? Are you if, if a system is against you, if the institutions are built against getting your message out there, then all you have are destructive means of using communication, which is public shaming. Like, like, and if yeah. you are the institution, you use it to continue to oppress or to reinforce the values. But if you're against the accepted values, it's a weapon in the reverse direction. Like, I think it works both ways. I, I mean, I, I guess the thing and, and what's kind of like linked into this whole thing uh, are, is okay, – I was getting ahead of myself okay. – about your question, like, like, is there another way uh, – you know, and then you think of that, the context you say, like, oh, it's a you know, battered wife puts a, you know, she's shaming her husband or whatever. And I guess, you know, the answer would be like, oh, go, go to the police or like go to the media or, or a newspaper or whatever, that kind of thing. And I, and I guess what, what, what makes, what it makes me think of and why this is a tricky issue is, is because any one of these situations, it's like highly contextual, right? And, and I guess it's, so, like the media, you know, if a journalism, a, you know, journalist outs some corporation or individual, it's like, you know, it could be public sh- for corruption or something. Like, well, you know, putting out this this act in the public sphere. If if someone's arrested and they go to trial and that's a news newsworthy, again, it's in the public sphere. I think again, it's the judgment on these things which makes it tricky. So, so many of these things are institutionalized in other ways, like through the media or through. Uh, the ju- criminal justice system and ultimately result in shame anyways for someone who's committed a, uh, a an act which we collectively agree is a you know bad thing so they suffer that shame for you know being responsible for what they did but it's it's the judgment right and i guess it's like where when we talk about public shaming it just seems so anyone can do it and i guess that's that's the the issue about the specific uh, way we're defining this right now, the public shaming. We're not talking about criminal justice or the media or whatever. And it's that judgment, I think, that, that is maybe missing and why it makes it seem so like a muddy, messy affair because you assume uh, any good journalist is going to do something responsibly. They're not. They're going to make sure they have their facts. They're going to make sure they have their context. And, and so is a lawyer, right? Uh, but if it's just someone, then it could be character assassination or whatever. So I guess to come back to your question, I'd be like, like there is no other way, but 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 there are channels that make it uh, palatable. And, and and in the days of everyone's a journalist now, you can still do it, I think, but try to use good judgment. You know? Yeah, because I I've been definitely seeing a lot of a lot of public shaming happen on like I'm working on a file at work or or my my, my work where the 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 media is doing a lot of public shaming. Uh, they're finding like individuals with specific stories and and doing big reports on these individuals, and um and and they're at looking for people to they're actively saying come tell us your 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 story and we'll do like essentially there's no news. It's just a profile on the story to publicly shame the um. Uh, uh, the government into you know like uh, 
doing more on this on this issue. So I mean, like it's done by the media, and like I guess it's it's done in a more like if 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 the battered wife went to the media, to me, she's looking you know to publicly shame her her husband. Um, uh, it, it, that's that's another you know that's another vehicle for it. But I do agree that like, I mean. A lot of stuff is is sort of institutionalized in a way that it's not when if you say public shaming to somebody, they don't think about a lot of these things. They think about the person putting up the video on YouTube, you know. So anyway, I think I, I'm 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 yeah. pretty much where I'm going to be. Yeah, me too. And I, and I think that so much of this, you know, it, it is interesting because it's the whole essentially something happens and then it's like as judged now by the culture or the society you bring it to them and i wonder if that is just an aspect of like human culture that that's always been the case you know if you're in a little group someone did something you're like hey everyone look what this person did and they're like okay he's out or you know like it, it's it's like a way to validate that a thing happened to you that's bad or maybe it's not um but again yeah anyways I guess I'm I'm ready to. Yeah, you're I think, ready I, think well. I know where we're all going to land. Uh, I, I I'm the only one that feels a bit trepidatious about where we're going to land as someone who's. Well, I but do, I mean, but that again move... leads to not to spoil leads uh, to one let's, particular let's, verdict. Let's move to the, the certain odor. Let's bring in the atoms, uh, animals, not the atoms, the animals. Hey, did you guys hear what the llama did last week? Super professional to be telling jokes while we're asking for order in the court. So what did the llama say last week, uh, uh, Mike? Well, I don't want to publicly shame the llama, so I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep it in. <laughs> That's a pretty good punch. It, it'll come out in the news eventually. All right. She said uh, Crofton was her favorite. <laughs> All right. Who is that's uh, shame worthy? Who is who... <laughs> who's up? First? Uh, I'll go. All right. You do it. Uh, I think public shaming. Uh, it is hard to. I think it's bullshit. And, and and again you know i use this topic when i find something is like a big mess a big mess of shit uh, which is like highly contextual like so much of this stuff highly contextual you know it's like it's like i don't have a problem someone wants to be a vigilante and someone's like you know i want to be a creep catcher and they out someone who's legitimately a pedophile legitimately looking to abuse a child I don't have any problem with that person being shamed and, you know, and then hopefully the authorities step in. But bullying, it's like terrible, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, when someone's using that kind of public domain to destroy someone for no reason, it's like it's equally terrible. So as much as like so it's so highly contextual, this stuff, that I have to give it a bullshit because it's like it's like give me any one case and it's like give me the whole story and then I'd be like okay public shaming I think is good in this case and then give me another one and be like no I think that was just a character an unprovoked character assassination or something I think it's bad so the whole thing I sum it up as a big pile of bullshit that's where right. I'm landing all right that's bullshit Crofton can can you go first can you help me by going first I'm I'm, I'm trying to coalesce my brain into a verdict here I can do it because I have my verdict prepared but you are the host i don't know if You're, you want oh, oh i thought you were trying to Come intentionally on, public Just shame me uh, somehow by saying i could do it but i won't <laughs> this reminds me of when bo couldn't quit smoking <laughs> <laughs> for shame all right i'll go next um public shaming 
I feel like Mike expressed a pretty concise and well said opinion that's making it hard for me to even want to contest as a first time in good, bad, or bullshit history where I'm just like, yeah, Mike kind of nailed it. I'm kind of on board with public shaming <laughs> when I agree with what the context and I hate it when I think an injustice is being served. So I feel like. Yeah, I've I've got to revisit this and figure it out more because like I just I lack clarity on 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 deciding one way or the other. So bullshit for me uh, on this verdict. Wow, Mike, you actually kind of took my words away from me. All right, Crofton, you go <laughs> or gave them to you. Yes. Yeah, I you know it. I've struck I've struggled with this one a lot, and uh, I I. I don't want to like what what your verdict is 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 definitely I think an appropriate one for this one, but it does feel a bit like a cop out to say I want to say it's good when I agree with certain public shamings, but bad when I disagree with them or whatever. Like it it, it for me, I really wanted to come down on one or the other side of this, and I feel really negatively about any sort of topic involving the word shaming, you know. Anything that skews close to bullying, and and I mentioned the age of Trump that we live in, and and I feel like that that it's just a culmination of this reality TV, social media, uh, you know, smartphone era that has led to a ton of public shaming. Um, it's it, and the more public shaming there is, the worse I feel about uh, about it. And I think that, I think that it that it's negative, and I think the whole time I've. The, the way I've been approaching this, I've been kind of transparent in the fact that, like, I really think it's negative. I don't like it. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of bullying. It leads to, it could lead to suicides, all this sort of stuff. Meanwhile, I got this section of it that I feel like is really, really important and that I can't, I can't, like, break it away. Um, and Mike sort of was talking about how, like, there are these institutions, and do I consider investigative journalism and, like, like you know, scoops and um, big exposés to be, like, you know, public shaming? And I'm sure it would depend on what they are, but I think that that's that's a function of, of like, the journalistic media and how how they work. And public shaming does exist in media, but it's a, it's a special slice, and I don't necessarily approve of it. Especially like you see these editorials or whatever by by often reflecting the views of the owner, um, and then Bo talked about the shame the, the the shaming in in certain other cultures and how it becomes institutionalized. I talked about it in the 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 um, in terms of the state. So for me, there's just so much negative surrounding it. I don't think like it doesn't give me any sort of war warm and fuzzies that while. I can appreciate the bullshit and the messiness of it. I'm going to go out and say public shaming is bad. You heard it here he first. He stands with the pedophiles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mikey, what up me? I'm just going to say, you heard it here first. Leave the president do president things. Stop, <laughs> Stop uh, trying to... Poor pedophiles, they were just looking for a date and someone had to go out there and video them. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was some sort of law enforcement agency that could just arrest them and imprison them. Um, oh. but, uh, all right. Uh, all right. All right. We're going to leave it there. That was, a, that was a good spot to end on. 
um, for that. All right, listeners, we know you have opinions. Write them in to us, goodbadbull at gmail.com. Somehow came upon the stream, this video or this audio podcast, and do not know where our home on the internet is. It's at goodbadbull.com. Type that in and visit it and browse things. Subscribe to the show on Stitcher, Google Play. Um, don't subscribe on Stitcher. And uh, I'm publicly shaming Stitcher. <laughs> That's kind of crappy now. Um, uh, iTunes. You'll find all the links on thegoodbadbull.com, and there you can also comment on posts. We get about a comment a year, so maybe it's your turn to be that one. And I'm kind of publicly shaming the people that comment now. I just can't get away from it. I'm shaming everybody on the show. Um, Finally, uh, we'd like to thank the people who support us. And this public not shaming, it's public praising all the fine people who have donated to us at patreon.com. Slash good bad bull. If you enjoy the show and listen regularly, consider tossing us a buck or two, however much you like. It's value per value here. Show will always be free, but we appreciate the sport to help with server costs and stuff. Um, all right, that pretty much covers all the outro business. Uh, but first, we would like to give these guys, um, the fine cousin Isabel, for example, uh, a way for you to send her a letter. Containing your regards. Cousin Isabel, how can they send this letter? Or alternative means? Uh, they can send me uh, PayPal uh, transaction to see steers. And if they do, I will then a, uh, publicly shame the individuals of the their, their choice on my Twitter account, which is at Croft and Steers. Um, and uh, my 100 plus followers will, uh, will know that they have been shamed. And uh, cousin Violet, where can our listeners send you their regards? Um, you can uh, you can shame me publicly if you like at uh, ML Hodgins. <laughs> Please give me more social media engagement. Shame me publicly. <laughs> <laughs> the only shame I should get is for not uh, engaging enough. This guy sucks at tweeting. Well, I'm close to some kind of public shaming, and you can see that happening. Uh, at Bo Schwartz on Twitter, um, apparently people want my dick pics, and I would feel ashamed if if th- such a thing existed and was shared privately, and then someone decided to post it publicly. Feel great shame, like Anthony Weiner. Yeah, as exactly. if his name is Anthony Weiner. I, I feel know. like it's That's just like worst. is this real? Is it for real? And, and also, so your name shaming because his last you know, name like, happens to be Wiener. Well, yeah, anybody you need got to leave that out in a professional <laughs> conversation and just say, "Too bad he posted dick pics. And he shouldn't have done that." Look, if if you told me that one politician was was caught sending photos of his his penis in his underwear to to random ladies, and that that politician's last name was Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like the only if, way this story could be better is if his first name was Richard. That's it. Yeah, yeah and it's like, it's like, and if you told me that, and it was in your like work of fiction, I'd be like, oh, it's too obvious. No, you got to draw. Yeah, There's no, no one's gonna buy that. It's too, that's too on weird. the nose. That is on the nose right there. Uh, yeah. So, uh, or you can say on the tip. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh... that 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 there on the nose. <laughs>
now we got a good joke in. It's a bad joke, but, but not a bad even joke. No, it's a terrible joke. It like discredits us all. Well, see, this part here where you say it's a terrible show, joke like, will this, end up This conversation was end, interesting, and then... It'll be in after the end credits. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.